Good evening and welcome to episode 11 of the Tottenham Hotspur Family Podcast. My name's Javid and before we begin, we've got a few quick announcements to make. Um, one, we've had a few questions from listeners as to um, how and where they can access the podcast from. So it's available on the Tottenham Hotspur Family Facebook page pinned right at the top. It's also available to d- download from iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher and Google Play for those of you with Android devices. Um, also, second thing to say is... Um, there are obviously other Spurs podcasts out there, and earlier this week I was lucky enough to appear on the Echoes of Glory Tottenham podcast. Um, thank you to the main presenter on, on that podcast, ASD, for allowing me to be on the podcast, and moreover for allowing me to um, plug this podcast. Um, it's a really good pos- podcast, so please do give it a listen. Um and also, um, the Fighting Cock podcast, which is, I think, widely considered to be one of the best Tottenham podcasts out there, um, they mentioned us earlier on, on, the, on the, uh, earlier in the week um, in their latest episode. Um, both Thelonious and Flav, whom I met um, at the Partizan Belgrade game, um, mentioned our podcast, and they said they they um, they enjoyed it. Um, and I was quite chuffed that, that that they said that, particularly Flav, who um, I he's my idol. Um, uh, in podcasting terms, and uh, so thank you for, for, for mentioning us. And um, if anyone hasn't heard of the Fighting Cop podcast or hasn't listened to it, I would thoroughly recommend it. It's, it, it is, like I say, one of one of all the best Spurs, Spurs podcasts out there. Joining me this week, Devan. Hello. <laughs> um, Faden, making his third appearance, I believe. Hello. And a new voice on the podcast. Um, Thanks, Rebecca. Good evening. Good evening. Hello. Let's begin with the Leicester game if we have to. Um, mm, really, rather would prefer not to. Well, it's been a crazy weekend, really, hasn't it? I think um, last I checked, Chelsea went out, did they? Three two. Manchester City two. went out. Four two. Oh, even yeah. better. Four two. So Chelsea, Manchester City, we went out. Um, Southampton but, went out 3-2 Oh, Southampton did, that's right That's right What does that tell us about about these top teams <laughs> Really paying attention to this uh, One of the oldest cup competitions in the world Are they giving it the respect that it deserves Or are we all focusing on something that is uh, More prestigious or lucrative I think are the emphasis is very much on later? No, the emphasis seems very much on top four. Yeah. And whilst the FA Cup is a nice little earner, perhaps, I don't think that's where anybody's focus is, despite LVG and his, oh, yeah, you know, it'll be embarrassing if we lose. Um, and they didn't do themselves any favours last night at all. Uh, yeah. I don't think that the emphasis is on the FA Cup in any way, shape or form. It doesn't bring the same level of glory. It's all about money, unfortunately. And... Thanks, you're exactly you're, you're spot on there. Um, there seems to be this preoccupation with finishing fourth, and sadly, the cup's not what it what it used to be. Which is a shame. I would much prefer that we won something than came fourth. 
I think it carries much more. Who's going to remember in five years' time? Oh, we came fourth. But who will remember cup winners? Mm. Yes. So I would prefer the emphasis to be on the cups, but I appreciate I might be in a minority on that. Dev, what's your take? I listened to the game on on BBC Radio Leicester, which was an experience. Uh, but I mean, they're obviously naturally biased towards the local team. Uh, and uh, so you kind of had to sift through the um, the filter system of their bias, but that's fine. But uh, it, it was clearly not a priority from the starting lineup. Had we played our first 11, um, which is the one in the league, then that, that we definitely wouldn't have lost that game, which probably suggests a lot about our second string 11. Right. Um, by listening to the actual, the, the actual way in which the game toed and froed, we had it, we had it in our pocket for about sixty minutes, and I got the feeling. Obviously, this is all without watching it uh, on on the broadcast, but I got the impression that we had it in the bag. It was just sauntering along for a good seventy minutes, um, and I think City had kind of, uh, you know, accepted the fact that well, okay, at least we can focus our attention on the league, and um, they suddenly saw an opportunity. They started making a few runs. And uh, finding gaps, and we just weren't—we were toothless as well. You know, we were creating stuff from the midfield, but even then, that was laboured. And uh, I think they just thought, "Well, sod it, let's just go for it." And uh, damage was done at the end, and we just didn't know—you know—how to uh, how to pick ourselves up from that. It really was like a sucker punch at the end, but you know, we we didn't do ourselves any favours. And uh, you know, I'm, I'm, the only concern I would have is, you know, what does that say about our our second eleven? There you go. You see, um, that's what I want to talk about as well. Not the fact that we lost that we lost to Leicester. What does this say about our second eleven? Especially since we're trying to compete on multiple campaigns, whether it's the Carling Cup, Europa. We're going for a top four. Uh, when we make the top four, we're going to be in Champions League. I mean, we're going to need to have. Yes, there is a difference between having a deep squad and also having a good deep squad. And when you look at the lineup, I mean, honestly, that's not a bad lineup either. I mean, you've got Lamella playing up front with Soldado. You've got the back forwards. I was a little uncertain about them. But I think what this is showing us is that our second 11 or the depth of the squad isn't as full of talent as what we thought it would be. Or did we think it was talented? I think, I think you're, you're, you're right there. I think t- two things. One... On paper, we should have. We, there should be enough talent there to, to dispatch yeah. Leicester, but we haven't. And, and you've got to give credit to to Leicester for, for um, getting the better of us. Um, and and that that what, what we did have wasn't actually good enough. And also, I'd say that what it also says is that certain players had an opportunity to to say, you know. I'm worthy of a place in the first team or I'm worthy of, of, of being in the manager's thoughts and they didn't take that opportunity. And like perhaps, who? Sorry? Like who? Like who? Um, well, having not watched the game or listened to it, it's very difficult to, to, to say that, but but that's what I would imagine. I would imagine that certain players... On, on, on that point, Jav, I would, I would uh, add some names to that, namely uh, Paulinho, um, Lamella. Those are the yeah. two who... Uh, from from listening to it, they were given the opportunities, but basically uh, our, our, our midfield got the chances, but they just didn't create enough. 
And you'd expect that from those two players at the very least. What, what about, and this isn't based necessarily on the game, but what about Kabil, Kabul, Kabul and Kapue? Um, surely their, their days at White Hart Lane are numbered um, anyway, but I mean, did, was it um, clear from the radio commentary how, they, how well they did or how badly they fared? It did take me until the second half to realise that Kabul was actually playing. And I don't yep. know if that's just because it's radio commentary or because he just didn't actually achieve anything. Um, Kapu seemed to have a good, yeah, an okay-ish game. But again, it's very hard to judge from a radio commentary when they will look where the ball is rather than what the players are doing. So they don't always see or they won't always report on the player running on to receive a ball somewhere else. It's the very instant what's happening right now. So it's hard to gauge. I might have to watch the highlights just to get a better idea of how it was going. Probably not. The thing is, when you look at our second string players, um, if, you, if you take, for instance, at left back, Rose and Davis, um, when I look at that, I think if Rose is playing, I think fine. If he's not and Davis is playing, I think fine. I'm not too, I'm not too worried. I think there's, mm, that there's, yep. there's enough. There's competition for there. I'm not saying that, that they're world beaters. I'm not saying that, that, you know, that they've both got areas of their game they can improve on. But they can both come in and do a job. I'm not too alarmed. When I look at centre-backs, for instance, I think, okay, Vertonghen's not playing. Fine, that's, that's fair enough. But who else have we got? Dyer's... Um, an up-and-coming player, and he probably plays better with Vertonga. And, and Fazio is still getting to get for the Premier League, and, but he's he's had a good partnership with Vertonga. But Kabul, he's just not up to it. He's not a he's not a Vertongan replacement. And, and and I think that that those are areas that we need that Poch needs to strengthen sooner rather than later. And if he can't do it in, in the January window, then almost certainly in the summer, it's going to be time to ship out some of those players and, and strengthen the squad so that we've got the sort of squad that Zayden describes. Yeah. Is, there, is there a typhoon where you are at the moment? <laughs> Either that we've got some sa- somebody's got some sandpaper. <laughs> you know, um, I just want to touch on the word second squad players. None of these players really a second squad players. You've got a club captain. I mean, I don't know why, how we could um, call the club captain a second squad player. You know, it's, it's, the two doesn't go together. If you're a second squad player, then you shouldn't be the club captain. So by him being the club captain, for whatever reason, and for whatever the club captain means nowadays, and um, I think Bill Madrid uh, um, wrote... Uh, um, a nice response to what it means to be a club captain. It doesn't. The club captain is basically the manager who is the head coach, is what he was saying. Mm. And it's just a ceremonial role on the field, which I don't completely agree with. Um, so the club captain isn't a second squad player. Uh, none of these players are second squad players. I mean, uh, you've got uh, Townsend. He's, yeah, you know, I mean, he's vying for, for an England spot and a ready... Um, and a... Uh, regular starting lineup spot as well and he's scoring the goals albeit penalties but still they all count soldado cannot be considered as a second squad player because of the pedigree that he brings to the club uh, yes i know he hasn't kicked on yet but um, i mean 
he is Roberto Soldado. You know, he did come from sunny Spain to score at White Hart Lane. So, <laughs> um, Apparently. <laughs> <laughs> so rumor has it. Uh, but, you know, but I mean, I, I'm actually having trouble with the fact, not that we lost to Leicester, that's all right, you know, because shit happened. I'm sorry for, uh, you know, for saying shit. But, but um, that, that, that shouldn't be um, what happens shouldn't be what happened because all these players are first squad players or maybe we're not yeah. you know and again you know maybe we're not that good enough you know yeah Zaz has got a great point because it's not like we went to um league two opposition away on a friday night uh, playing in front of their fans <laughs> this is this is their this is their biggest game of like i don't know the last five years and you know they've got like um everyone from like you know all the local fans to like people who don't even support or like football turning up in their droves and it's like this is their one night that they can say we beat a premier league so this is leicester who are bottom of the premier league who've got a a, a, a pretty threadbare squad they're focusing on look let's just try and get away with this without any injuries because we need to survive and plus we were at home and we've oh. as already been mentioned we've got a you know a, a second squad which isn't really i mean they're all quality players and uh, we should have we should have convincingly won i mean they let's face it they approached the game why well listen why because we're, we we're tottenham and we've won. got we've we're tottenham and we've because, got divine right because you're because we're playing a team who i i mean the way that leicester approached the game was that well look we're here but let's just try and Make it respectable, like as far as the score goes. If we can get something from the game, great, and uh, we can go back to uh, the King Power Stadium. But uh, there was no real. I mean, if anyone had said, "Well, Leicester are going to come here and get three points," then um, then they'd have been laughed off the park. And I think everybody was expecting the fact that okay, it might not be a, a wide-angled uh, scoreline, but uh, Spurs should win this. I mean, even. Uh, I was listening to so- I was watching soccer Saturday earlier, and they just said win, 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 and I think Matt Letizia said draw, and even they said, well, you know, we can't see anything beyond a, a Spurs win here. So uh, to see, but it we struggled against way, them in the league. We did, hmm. we did. You know, is our home um, is our home form something to be concerned about? Because we did lose at home, and we, you know, we don't have the most convincing home form either. You know, uh, like I said, it's not about losing to Leicester. I think, you know, I think, the, I think the problem is actually deeper than that. You know, in that our second. It's because Javad's in the states. Yeah, <laughs> probably something to do with that. But by the way, I, I didn't know that um, that Chelsea and City went out. That that was yeah. new to me. And Southampton. <laughs> and Southampton. Who did they play? Palace. Yeah. Uh, I'm oh. not sure. Yeah. 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 Okay, I've got a Palace fan I work with. He's going to be feeling rather smug. Um, okay, but, but this is their purple patch right now, so yeah. you know they're just they're in that Honey, kind of romantic phase. Of, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so we've lost. Shit happens, and um, we've got Sheffield United on on Wednesday. We're on the verge of getting to the final. Um, can we do it? Yes. We're playing away, so yes. But we can do it as long as we play our first team. Again, which I think we will you know, for that game. Yeah. We played our first team today. Well, we, some of the mm. some of the some of the players were, were on the verge of the first team. Yeah, but um, you know, I think some we, of the players today, Lamella and uh, Paulinho, 
I would venture to suggest when Potch brings out his team sheet, he doesn't instantly think, I must have these guys. Yes. They're in right. his head, but they're not the first things that he thinks of. Whereas probably, uh, everybody knows Hugo is, the Tongan, I suspect, could well be at the moment because he's really picked up his game um, the last couple of months. So he would be, and mm -hmm. I'm almost certain he'll be playing on Wednesday. Yeah. When's Chadley come back? I think his father passed away and possibly another close um, family relative, so it's, he's got compassionate leave, and I guess I guess the club will give him as long as he requires. Oh, yeah. It's interesting how a certain other Tottenham player gets compassionate leave and gets slated, and uh, Chadley doesn't. But that's a different story altogether. <laughs> but um, with all due with all due respect, Chadley has never uh, taken the piss with regards something. to his father's actually being away. away. No, but uh, if he's uh, if he's been away for whatever reason, like for example, African Cup of Nations, yeah. and he's supposed to have been back by a certain time, and then he doesn't show up for another two weeks. Yeah, no. I, so he so he has he has a reputation um, which you know, doesn't help his cause, but. Uh, Sure. No, I, I, was, I, was, I was being a bit flippant about. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm just. Adibayo's just wound me up, that's all. Um, well, we'll be, we'll be talking about Adibayo a bit later because we've had a few questions um, to do with Adibayo. Um, I went to the, the, to the first leg um, on Wednesday and um, I don't think it was the best game by the stretch of the imagination, but we won and we didn't concede a goal. goal and I think that's going to be really important because. Um, I think we're going to have to score at Bramall Lane um, because I'm almost certain they're going to score against us. But if we do score, they'll have to score three and I can't see them doing that. In fact, no. I think we're either, we're either going to end up drawing one or, or losing 2-1 or winning 2-1 and any one of those three um, permutations would put us through. So I think we're going to do it just, but I think it's going to be tight. But that's okay, because that will keep us as underdogs for the final then, won't it? Yeah, and I think we need to be on our toes. I'd to be honest, I'd rather I'd rather go through... On um, a scare. Yeah, than go through... Than coast it. Exactly, and then think, yeah, yeah. it's going to be our year. And, and, and even today, don't get me wrong, I think we'd all obviously want to be in the, in, in the fifth round, but in, every now and then a reality check isn't a bad thing. Yeah, that's, that's true. Well, we had it coming for a while, to be honest with you. I mean, we just eked out a win against, uh, who was it that posted last week, um, how many points we've got in the last, um, like, last-minute winners? How many of those? Uh, I, I think it was you, Javad, wasn't it? I think we've got, like, a ridiculous number of points. Um, uh, or somebody else Somebody, did. I think somebody else, actually. Yeah, a ridiculous number of points from... From winning in the last minute, I think more than any other club at any time in the Premier League or something like that. And yes, uh, that's right. Yeah, we've uh, we've yeah. already uh, near to to the highest number, and um, all the other teams on that list were uh, based on a full season, whereas ours was, I think, right. after eighteen games or seventeen games. Yeah, yeah. I mean, again, you know, they say champions find a way to win and all of that, but I mean, we're getting these. Like, we were eking out wins, and a win's a win. But I think, you know, and again, I go back to that first point of first-squad players. 
um, I think there's a deeper problem there where if we're having to just get by by the skin of our teeth at home against Sunderland or against Swansea away or, a, or, or against Hull, West Ham Villa. or Hull, you know, I yeah. think... Or Villa, yeah. I think the problem is deeper than just... Um, I don't know what the problem is, to be honest with you. I mean, because it could go the other way. You know, I mean, it's a typical Spurs thing to do to lose in the last minute. I mean, we've been there for all of our lives. Um, okay. We could be, I mean, we could be sitting in the bottom four instead of the top five or top six. Um, Zaz, what do you think about the, what do you think about the fact that it might be an issue with strikers? Because if you look at, first of all, let's look at the defense. Right, we can't we can't blame the defense for this because we're doing we're, we're getting that part sorted out. We can't blame the midfield because it's Ericsson who's getting us out of trouble and Chadley as well um, with their runs and their like last minute goals. Um, but if we're having to play till the ninetieth minute to to get that last last gasp equalizer or last gasp winner, um, it's probably because we should have gotten more goals by by then and. That's got to be an issue with the fact that we haven't got uh, the strikers who can get the job done sooner. But yeah, I think well, we all know that. And this team isn't... It's what Poch has to work with. And I think that it's an improvement on where mm. we were this time last year under Sherwood. And Carol's going to hate me, but I still think it's an improvement under the team that AVB played. But it's not perfect. It's not quite there. There are some changes... And I think we're probably about where we should expect to be right now. Yeah, I think yeah. that's a, that's a very very good point. He, yep. He's working with the players he's got. Uh, I think that that stat about finishing off teams. I think on the, on the one hand, it's, it's certainly a good trait to be able to do that um, to kill teams off. But um, it also would would suggest that we should be scoring more, more more goals. By the way, an interesting stat in. In all the league and cup games, maybe not Europa. Actually, sorry, in all the league games this season, apart from the Chelsea game and QPR very early on in the season, we've never scored more than two goals in a single game. There seems to be a lot of two-one victories. Obviously, that we, we know about the away ones, but even last week at, at Sunderland, so we are we do have an inability to finish teams early on. Uh, we do have an inability to score goals, but as as Beck says. We, Poch is working with the players he's got and he's doing a good job with what he's got and we're probably where we should be in the league. Um, before I look at questions, um, so we're all confident about getting past Sheffield United. West Brom? Yeah. West uh, Brom. Where are we compared to this time last year in Sorry? terms of the points tally? I think we're a little bit less at the moment but maybe by, by about six points. But that's just relative. I it's a different, different league. It's I mean. a different style of play, and it looks much better than it did. Well, yeah, this time last year. Um, bearing in mind, we'd just gone through that same honeymoon period ourselves uh, because Sherwood came in when in December. Yeah. So we were still in that. We'll just play fluently, and because that's what Sherwood wanted, which was a nice contrast. Um, but yeah, as to the actual stats, I don't know, Zaz. But it's okay. It'll be fine. It'll work its way out. Yeah. He's making slow progress. Um, slow, slow but steady progress. Uh, West Brom next Saturday, away from home. I'm going to say 2-1. Predictions? 2. 
Yeah, we should I mean, win that. I think that will partly depend on how well or otherwise we do against Sheffield United. I'm not well, sure about it. Mean, this, this, this is a Tony. Exactly, this is a Tony Pulis West Brom. Yeah, and uh, he knows how to yeah. set up against us. We did just remind you. We did beat a Tony Pulis Crystal Palace last year. So, don't know. And it might was be that a, the um, was that the Soldado penalty? Uh, it was the punching penalty that he missed. I remember that. <laughs> oh yeah, yes. that was the Saturday. Yeah, there was. A he Saturday didn't just game. miss yeah. it though, did he? <laughs> yeah, he that was, was quite spectacular. Yeah, <laughs> he did a he did, he did a Chris Waddle. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, I was so yeah. I was thinking about the uh, the first game where we were at uh, Salhurst Park and uh, Soldado got his. First goal. Um, I think Holloway was still managing um, um, them. And, well, and we all thought, well, this is it. The floodgates have opened and Soldado will score every week. Mm. How many times have we all thought that? But anyway. <laughs> um, no, I, I think if we have a good result midweek against United, then it's a lift for the team. Um, if we don't, if it all does go very wrong, then I think combined with today's result and the United result, it's going to be really hard <clears throat> mentally to pull back from that. But that's three separate competitions, isn't it? So I would take I uh, a defeat or a draw against West Brom at home if we win the game on Wednesday. <laughs> Who I mean, are you ideally, your bargain with, Dev? Uh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Dear Glenn Hoddle, please fix it for me. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I I don't know. I I'd like to think that we could, we should be beating a team like West Brom. They're somewhere near the bottom, aren't they, of the table? Yeah. Um. I, I also, I wonder if um. Having failed to beat the bottom side today, but that's by the by. Um. Berahino might not, <laughs> might not feature for them. I'm thinking because possibly um, possibly his head might be he might be, it's, it's going to be just before the transfer deadline day so he might not be in the right frame of mind and that sort of thing oh, of course um, and you never know he might even be linked to us and he might not play so I don't know we'll, we'll see um, I, I, I think we can, I'd like to think that we've got enough in our armoury to be the man it's away from home and blah 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 and all of that wait a second we don't have enough in our armory to beat Leicester at home yeah but that's with that's without Ericsson and Harry Kane and Tongan and uh, Shadley Hugo and uh, all our glory boys Mason Mason yeah. And yeah, and the fact that we're still missing Bentelev and he when's he you back? That'd be mid February, won't it? Yeah, uh, depend on how they're doing, how Algeria's doing in the African Na- Cup of Nations. Dev, you've been watching it, I believe. Uh, no, I haven't. Unfortunately, I've been. Um, I haven't. Unfortunately, no. It's uh, it's gone off my radar. So um, I think I I've love probably got highlights of like I think South Africa played one game. I think saw the highlights of that. That was about it. I love how we're loving on Ben Taleb now, whereas last year he was a dirty <laughs> woman, you could say that. <laughs> right? I we thought I was just talking about, Governor. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> you know, we love him. 
I mean, what happened? He was uh, he was Tim Sherwood's love child last year, wasn't he? Mm. Yeah, I think. Well, I, I think, think it was the Sherwood. Was the fact because he came, yeah. yeah, it was Sherwood. Yeah, it wasn't so, him anyone had a problem with. I think it was just the fact well, that Sherwood was making an example of him uh, to fly his own flag. Wait a second, you know, and I do want to be the shit disturber here. Making an example. <laughs> I follow, and this is what he has done, and I'm not standing up for him only because I know I'll get shot down. But, but this is so when you say make an example of him, so what that means is bring in, bring in through academy players that he reared for years, such players like Mason, like Harry Kane. I mean, we miss Mason and Harry Kane, of course. I mean, you know, there's only one God, you know, Hoddle, but um, he would be the son of God right now to us. So he's made examples of 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 of, of, uh, of these guys, um, but, but, the, but then but then Zaz, he goes and plays him in every game and uh, completely throws things like squad rotation out of the window purely to say, look, I've brought this guy through, uh, which which in itself is a bone of contention because some people say that it was actually Chris Ramsey who developed these players and Sherwood was just. Uh, like overlooking the, the whole project. But uh, nevertheless, the fact is that he was playing him just to say, look, no, this is, this is the kind of person I've, I've brought through the youth system. And, um, and he just overplayed him. He didn't actually look at all the players. He was like, I'm not going to play those guys because they're not my guys. That, you can't actually operate a squad like that for your own selfish benefit. No, there was a big case, I think, of favouritism. And yeah. a big, um, this is me making my mark on my squad. Maybe hoping to get a further contract. Who knows what goes on in his twisted little mind. And he never. But either way, he never had the foresight to give Mason a chance. But that's just funny in retrospect, isn't it? Mm. Well, you know what? The only time that Mason did get a chance was against Nottingham Forest, and he scored that cracker. Then after that, it's like, oh, where did this kid come from? And uh, you know, not. It's hard to get. It's hard to get in the squad when you're paying twenty-eight million pounds for a striker or thirty million pounds for a lamella. Um, you're gonna to want to play these players, you know. I mean, you don't spend thirty million pounds and sit him on the bench for a, an eighteen, for a nineteen, twenty, twenty-year-old who has come through the youth ranks. Um, it's it's. It makes me wonder whether whether the whole the the whole concept of buying championships and buying star players is a flawed one, especially when you've got a successful, uh, um, a successful academy set up like Southampton or even like Tottenham. One could make an argument as well. I think it's, I'm having, not sure I think it's, having, it's having a balance between the two and having a good coach. And Sherwood wasn't a good coach. And the fact that he hasn't been able to get a job since then says a lot about him yep. as a person and his character. Um, maybe he's actually a better coach than we give him credit for, or and or knows a bit more about football than we sometimes like to give him credit for. But I think he's, he's as a, as a character, I think he's flawed. Um, well, maybe he's just off to get his FA badges so he can get a job because he didn't have them at Spurs. Yeah, he didn't. Mm. Mm. He didn't. And honestly, does he really need to work? I mean, I'm sure the payoff he got from Daniel Levy was, you know, was enough for him to sit at home for a while. You know. To get his badges, um, uh, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if he comes back again. Yeah, I'm sure he'll undermine 
good old Harry Redknapp <laughs> at QPR and 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 save Hoddle the effort of doing it. No, indeed, yeah, and yeah. then um, and then get them relegated as well in the process. <laughs> It's it's all it's all very well um, being uh, someone who's out of their depth as you know stepping up from development coach to the first team coach. That you know, there's even John Carver. Is it John Carver at Newcastle? You know, he's realised that. You know, he's he's been an assistant there for years and years and years, and he's realised that I can't do it at at um, for, at the first team level, which is which is nothing to be ashamed of. What you should be ashamed of is coming out and openly telling the media. Yes, this squad is completely imbalanced. There's this problem. There's that problem. Players are lazy. Players are like this. They've got no fight. Blah 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 blah. And uh, basically, I know which. I know who my players are. I know who my players aren't. You you say things like that openly. The media get into a frenzy. They love it, so they want more because they found a mouthpiece who will basically say all this stuff that they wouldn't ordinarily hear. And on and on the inside, you've got players thinking, "Hang on a minute, have I got a future at this club?" Uh, they go to their agent and say, "Look." I don't know about Sherwood, but I don't think I want to be here next year if he's going to be here. And uh, I think eventually the, some of the more experienced players in the, in the te- first team went up to Levy and said, look, it's either him or us. And, um, and he wasn't about to lose them, especially when Hugo Lloris could go to uh, any major club in Europe, um, as could quite a few of our players. So um, if it's a choice between Sherwood and them, he's going to get rid of Sherwood. So that, it's that side of his his management style that doesn't help anybody. Mm. It's not sold on. Yeah, absolutely. That, that they shouldn't have hired him in the first place. Well, no, uh, no, no, no. Even if they did hire him just as a stopgap. And I think to be honest with you, given where we were, I think for the, what, seven months, was it quite seven? Not even that long. Then he wasn't perfect, but he got us through it. Okay. Nothing spectacular. But they should not have let him go out and speak to the media. And I think no, that's, that's a right. huge failing of the club. And they should have mm. reined him back after the first time he did it. But he did that two or three times, most notably the Ch- after the Chelsea game. Yes. Um, when he gave the, the team a really, really hard time. And admittedly, some of it was justified. But they should have stopped him way, way before that. They should have given him media training. And they, should ne- they should have given him some boundaries as well as to what he can and can't say. He was in front of the media who know how to extract information, and he wasn't savvy enough to sidestep those questions. You've seen it before. Look at Mourinho. Mm. The man is a genius at dealing with the media. Look at Fergie, who would just say, that's it, I'm not talking to you, and walk away. Mm. And I think that was the biggest issue. Even Poch, they said to Poch, oh, haven't you got an issue with strikers? He goes, I've got three fantastic strikers. And on the television, they were discussing that this morning. And they said, you know, he hasn't got three fantastic strikers. Um, but the fact is, he knows what he's doing. He has to protect yeah. his players because right now that's all he's got. And he knows that uh, I'd rather keep them on my side than, um, than knock them and get chummy with the media. Because uh, right now we, we need these guys to be mentally yeah. in the right place. After that, at least I've done my bit. But... Um, but then it's up to them to to go out on the pitch yeah. and you know do whatever we've whatever we've worked on together. So that that's the kind of person you need. I mean, uh, Bill Madrid said a fantastic point, which is he understands uh, the nuances of what the guys in the media are saying to him and what they're asking him. So he's not stupid. Uh, it's not just a case of basic English anymore. He's he knows what he's saying and he knows what the media are asking him. But he's also got the good sense to say it's okay. You know, I'll. I'll keep it as simple as possible. I'd rather, you know, these guys walk away and say, well, he doesn't say much to us. We've got no story with him, rather than 
yeah. say everything and then um, go back to the dressing room and realize that you've got 25 uh, grimaces looking back at you. I think we should do some quick questions because um, I know I shouldn't be saying this and I respect the fact that, that Tim Sherwood is an ex-player and an ex-manager, but he's a bit of a cow's cunt. Um, so, um, <laughs> get and there's Paul Zaz apologising for saying ass. shit. <laughs> so let's, 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 let's go through some... <laughs> Zad, you can retract your apology for saying shit. <laughs> um, let's go through some questions so Brian Campbell asks um, with Adebayo are we a we're, we're, sorry he asks Adebayo we're a better team without him aren't we and is it now time for the club to take a firmer line with racism in the ground i.e. by banning culprits um, just on on the latter um, so at the Sheffield United game I was block 34 row 19 and there were two or three bellends behind me who apart from the fact they were constantly whinging and moaning throughout the throughout the game which in itself was annoying um they made some comments which were um which were plainly racist and uh, I, I was a bit uncomfortable with that um but um i didn't report it to anyone i didn't do anything about it because um i wasn't sure that it would do any good and, and i didn't know you know anyway I, I didn't. Maybe I'm, I'm guilty for not for not doing anything at the time. But um, what do we all feel about that? Firstly, uh, are we a better team uh, without him? Um, and how should the club deal with racism in the ground? Zero, zero tolerance when it comes to racism. When it comes to um when it comes to any sort of behavior like that, whether it's racism or whether it's uh, homophobia, uh, whether it's uh, um, ethnic racism, not just because, you know, he's black um, or white, but, you know, I mean, um, even when it comes to Indians and Pakistanis and, and um, it's, it's, I mean, we just can't tolerate that. Um, a, because we want to create a family-friendly environment. Yes, I understand we... Um, it is sports, and some people do lose their heads, but still, nonetheless, we do want to create a family-friendly environment, um, and it's also wrong. Um, the issue of uh, the issue of Adebayo, are we better off without him? Um, well, when the man is on form, he scores goals. I don't want to talk about about Sherwood any longer, uh, but but Sherwood did bring the best out of him, um, and he was on fire. If we could get him to I don't know, if we could get his head back in, in the game, then uh, we would be a far better team um, in scoring goals. Um, with and, and this isn't five years ago, mind you. This is less than a year ago. So he's got it in him. We've just got to get it out of him again. And um, I sincerely hope that, that Pochettino puts his arms around him, or his arm around him, and does whatever Sherwood did. I don't know what Sherwood did to get the best out of him. But do we all agree that he was fantastic last year when he was called upon? Yes. He was, well, he was much better than um, uh, he'd, he had been after his uh, contract was given to him. So are we better off without him? I don't think we are, because if we get him back in that, well, in that uh, mental uh, state... No, no one's going to question his talent. He's, he's got fantastic talent and um, 
you know, the fact is that I don't know him, so I'm not going to uh, judge him on uh, what's going on in his mind as far as Spurs is concerned or, um, you know, where he is as far as his career goes. The fact is that on the pitch, something's not working. Uh, either he's not fitting into the... I'm not, I'm not going to say he doesn't put effort in. I'm sure he does. But... Um, but it isn't working, and um, yes, you're right, Zaz, that, that 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 someone needs to be able to help him to get his head in that frame of mind because it's he's got the talent and he's and he's done it before, but uh, it's just not happening at the moment. As far as abuse goes, you know, 20 years ago this week uh, was the famous like Cantona kung fu <laughs> kick, and the same yeah. thing happens. People said at the time, which is, you know. Buying a ticket to go into a ground to watch a football match doesn't give you the right to shout any kind of abuse. No. Um, doesn't the club have a report racism, no tolerance line that you can call when you're there or text, which would be great if Wi-Fi, if your phone actually worked within the ground? Mm. I think it does. And I, again, I, I sort of felt long and hard about this afterwards, thinking to myself, well, maybe I should have done something. And I kept thinking, well, what's the point? And it would just be my word against theirs. Um, but then... If everybody takes that attitude and, and thinks the same way as I did, then it would never get reported and, and the problem would persist. So. Well, you see, and I do applaud you, Javad, for actually bringing this up and saying, well, you know, what's the point? It's my word against theirs. Um, and, and it's actually very courageous of you to, you know, to say that. Um, it's, I would take it one extra step. Um, if it is your word against theirs and nothing happens at the end, at least it's going to give them the, they'll think twice about it the next time. The next time, I mean, it's not a case of, oh, good, we got away with it. Um, we could do this again. I think the next time they'd think twice about it and think, well, you know, I think this time we might be, we might get busted. Um, this isn't the right thing to do. There are families around. You know, after after the heat of the moment, people do tend to calm down and think about their actions. Mm. And just and just getting them in trouble just might make them think twice about doing it again. But, I have um, no tolerance. Best they don't do that. Anybody does that for the Fiorentina game, because I will say something. Um, and I'll have grot bags with me. She's all of 11. Um, <laughs> and she won't be best pleased if she hears anything, because she knows it's wrong. Um, so, yeah, there's a good chance if anybody says anything then, then so will I. So that should be fun. <laughs> Story to look forward to. <laughs> um, Chris Cal asked a similar question. Does anyone see Addy as an unworthy additional mate? Uh, uh, especially in the latter stages of, of, of a cup. Um, and would we give um, him game time ahead of Soldado? I think he hasn't had enough time because he came on on Wednesday for the first time in ages and then he was on again today so maybe he needs the game time I'm not necessarily defending the bloke but he is good when he wants to play or when you know the yeah. wind's in the right direction and there's an R in the month he can be absolutely <laughs> outstanding but he just yeah. doesn't pull that off as often as we expect or would wish him to and that's a huge shame, I think, for him as a footballer, that he could be adored by so many if he just, you know, delivered more than two months in a season. 
Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, there are players out there on the other side trying to stop him from scoring. It's not like he doesn't want to score. <laughs> he's, right? All right <laughs> he's then. got a goalie. You know, I mean, it's not like, oh, well, you know what, I don't want to do this today. I'm just not in it. You know, I mean, it's, it's, it's not... I'm not sure whether it's his, how he comes across or whether he doesn't want to. But, I mean, I'm sure if he had it his way, he'd be banging in the goals every single time he touched the ball. You know, but for some reason, when it comes to Adebayor, whether he's an ex-Gooner or not, I'm not sure that actually plays into it. What do you think, Javad? Is it because he was an ex-Gooner? I think some of, the, some, of, some of it stems from that. I think some of it is just the controversy that always follows Addy. Um, I yeah. think both with both Addy and Soldado, to be honest, if there were if there were two better strikers out there available in the transfer market, and we could bring in two quality strikers, then I'd quite happily like to see the back of both of those players for, for different reasons. In, in Addy's case, because there always seems to be a circus and there seems to be controversy. For Soldado, we all seem to like him, but he's just not delivering. Um, but unless we do get two players, two strikers that can come in, then we need to. If we can't, then we need to keep hold of those two um, because we can't always expect that Kane's going to be banging the goals. He might pick up an injury and, and so forth. So, um, Yeah, at some point, they'll figure them out, Kane, aren't they? Yeah. It's too, it's too much of a burden to have to carry uh, for Kane to have to be relied upon to get those goals. I mean, we've got yeah, three strikers... I mean, the guy's come through the ranks, and he's a young lad, and he doesn't need that. Much. He doesn't even play for the the the, the, the England the, the first team either. He's he's an under twenty one player. That's by choice. He's still young. No, no, that's good. What I'm saying is, it's good. So he's developing. He's obviously taken a mature attitude to how he wants to develop, and it's unfair to put that pressure on him to say, "Listen, now the three of these guys, he's the only one, and uh, you know, I have to play him because at least I know that you know he he can get goals." Whereas with Soldado and Addy it's, it's the reliability factor it's like yes I can play him but you know will I get the result it's not fair on Harry moving on um, Liam Hennessy asks on a non-Spursy Saturday are you Sky Sports 1 or Sky Sports News how do you spend your Spurs 3 Saturday Sky Sports News hmm Yep, I don't get Sky Sports News in America. On a non-Spursy Saturday, um, I would go play squash in the morning, and then um, <laughs> and then I see uh, you know I do, and then I see what's happening because our games start at ten in the morning. Um, well, our games actually start at seven thirty in the morning. And then it's ten o'clock. Then it's twelve thirty. Then I'll catch the twelve thirty game, and then I'll switch over to see La Liga. Um, I'll see what's going on there. Just you know, just as a casual observer and Bale. seeing how Gareth Bale's doing. Yeah, Bale. Yeah. Um, on a non-Spursy Saturday, I would stop drooling. I would. <laughs> I would watch um, Final Score with Garth Crooks. Really? <laughs> yeah. Garth Crooks, proper. Garth is very excitable, isn't he, Jeff? I, I, I like Garth Crooks. He's he's. I, I like him too. Um, yeah. That's right. He's a bit of he's if you feel as though he's a fan. That's that's what I like mm. about him. Garth red lines all the time. That's what that's his energy level. He's he's on that red line. Everything's just 
making him angry. And uh, I think what even makes him worse is when they, they look at him and they laugh and say, just calm down, Garth. And that, that winds him up even more. But uh, yeah, he's great. He is, he's proper Tottenham. Um, Zach Gasnola asks, what's your favourite away, ga- away ground, past or present, you have visited and why? Conversely, what's your least favourite? I Nothing don't get to, forest, to a lot of football. Ground. So, why? I got beat up uh, in Nottingham Forest City <laughs> Ground. Shouldn't laugh. That's a yeah. bad reason to remember it. Well, but that makes no, it well, that that makes makes remember it. I got punched in the face several okay. times. I got. Um, I used to. Uh, well, because I lived. I lived in Loughborough for a while, and um, and at some point, Nottingham, Leicester, and Derby. I don't think Derby were in the first division. Back then, but it was Leicester and Nottingham, so I got to see a lot of football. And um, Tottenham were playing uh, Nottingham Forest. I, f- uh, I forgot the um, I forgot the exact date. And um, of course, I would just show up and get tickets outside. I got me a ticket, and sure enough, I'm I'm at I'm in the home end, and um, and uh, we scored a goal. And I, I mean, I didn't really make a big deal of it. I just you know, I just I just kind of went. Go on, get in. You know, like that. You know, like nothing spectacular. <laughs> I mean, I try to really keep I just, it I just under control. Zaz doing that, and then all the people around him frowning, looking at him at the same time. Right. And uh, you know what? And I've never, you know, I don't think anyone knows the sound of 3,000 eyeballs all turning around at the same time. But it has a squelching sound. I'll let you know because I know for a fact. I heard a squelching sound and I thought, oh, I think that's eyeballs, you know, because it can't be anything else. And Do you know what, Zaz? I just think what didn't help is you have a very wide grin when you're, when you're happy, <laughs> which I'm sure you know, like, didn't help those right. eyeballs. It's, and, then, and then all of a sudden I felt a little bit of movement, you know, it's like there was some <laughs> kind of shifting going on and I thought, like, what's going on here? And then, and then I smelt a very pungent alcoholic smell oh, no. very close to me and I turned around and this fella said to me why don't you go back to London you bastard and before I realized what he was saying because I was still computing things but smack 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 I thought oh I think I'm getting beat up you know and um and then and then he just disappeared into the cloud anyway so um they took me outside and they walked me around the pitch around the city ground and of course, I'm getting pelted with everything. You know, oh, go back to London, you bastard. And uh, yeah, and so when I got, so when I was in the away end, I was, I was, I was actually greeted as a hero. <laughs> I hate Nottingham Forest for that reason, and also because they are the, um, the reason why Arsenal wear red is because of Nottingham Forest. I think yeah. they're a bunch of factory workers that came down from Nottingham <laughs> and set up the Arsenal wall. That's, that's the true story. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, just so, uh, just so there's no ambiguity, that's your favourite <laughs> or least favourite graph? <laughs> um, for, for those two reasons, getting punched in the face. Dev? Uh, I've only ever been to the, um, well, what used to be the Walker Stadium, and King Power uh, for Leicester City. Mm-hmm. And, um, and those are all for neutral games, or at least very pro-Leicester-like against Derby or Forest or Cov, which are all the kind of local derbies. So, uh, no... Nice experience. Uh, you know, didn't sit amongst 
the, the hooligan element or anything like that. But uh, yeah, that that's the only stadium I've been to apart from White Hart Lane. Um, I, again, I haven't been to too many away grounds. I've been to Brentford, um, to Loftus Road. Uh, been to Croke Park in Ireland, but that was not to not to watch a game of of Gaelic soccer. Um, the only the only one that um, it's not really an away ground, um, but a neutral one. Um, Wembley. I like the old Wembley. Um, it yeah. wasn't the best. Mm. It wasn't the best um, inside when you took your seat. The seats weren't particularly comfortable. Um, uh, it was a bit tight and whatever. But I, I did like the old Wembley, and I hate the new Wembley. It's just pants. Um, next question. Yeah, I don't get. Sorry. Okay. Go, okay. No, go for it. Thanks. Um, I don't go to a lot of football because I have, you know, small things. Um, but I did go a couple of years back to Fratton Park when Spurs played and Defoe got sent off. And yeah. obviously because of the whole Harry coming from leaving Pompey at very short notice to come to Spurs, there's a lot of animosity anyway. And the number of players that went between one club and Kabul, Defoe, Crouch. Um, mm. And I had to sit in the uh, with the home fans about six seats along from the Spurs fans. And it absolutely killed me the entire duration of the whole game. And I could never, ever, ever do that ever again. Mm. It was awful for the whole game. And I kept getting kicked by the guys I was with saying, don't say anything. Just shut up. Keep your mouth shut. Don't smile. Don't cheer. Don't put your head right. in your hands. Nothing. It was the worst game of football of my life. And I went to Highbury. And that Fratton Park game still beats that. Mm. Mm. <laughs> anyway, yes, moving swiftly on. Carol Hayward asks, who do you think has the biggest willy in our squad? Chadley. Let me, let me think about this. <laughs> okay. Go on, Zaz. Chadley. Chadley. Bex? I don't know. That's a really tough question. There's so many to choose from. Um, I don't know. Paulinho. Okay. Dev? Uh I'm just going to use logic and say, you know, he, he looks like he gets a lot of action, so Chadley. Um, I think it's Jan the Tongan, hence the song. Has anyone heard the song about Jan the Tongan? I, 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 can't, I, I, can't, I don't remember every single word. Um, it's one of the, it, gets, it, gets, it, gets song, it gets sung at 1882 games, um, and it goes something like... Um, it, oh, I'm, I'm not going to do this song. song. No, 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 I'm, no, no, I'm not, no, I'm not going to do. You I'm can't, not, you can't just do lyrics. We want music and. Do we have both. to go and YouTube this? I, I've tried. To, I've tried to look on YouTube and, and find the lyrics, but I, I can't. Um, you're more than welcome to to, to to try looking for it. But it goes something like, um, "Yeah, yeah, he's got a massive cock. He has, he has, he has. He tucks it in his sock, and then it then it goes on, and a bit later it says." He's got a massive cock, he shagged his wife and now she's dead. He waved his cock around his head. He's super, super around the song. And anyway. Um, Jim, now, Jeff, you now, said it goes something like this. I think it goes yes, exactly yeah. like this, yeah? Yeah, but you're a patron libelous. of that song. But there's, there's bits and pieces I've, I've, I've missed. So like I said, I'm not, do, I'm not doing it j- justice, but it's to the theme tune of, oh, I don't know what it is, it goes, the, whatever the famous song is, the one that goes... Um, Oh, I can't do it anyway, but but that's it, it, the, those are the words, and it and it and it refers to the fact that he's got a massive cock, and he shagged his wife, and now she's dead, and he waved his cock around his massive head, <laughs> around his head. Okay, right. 
Jack, well, your mission is yeah. not whether you choose. This is your mission. Okay, flat out. <laughs> you have to go. The next 1882 game, I would like to hear a recording of that, please. Record it. Exactly. So the next game, but, the next game you go, yeah. and they're singing it, I, you have to post the recording of that. Because okay. I'm intrigued. <laughs> and I want I to know to how... How do they know that he has the biggest cock? Well, That's... I've got another question. I mean, yeah. okay. here is this fella or this lady. She's sitting at home late at night by, you know, just thinking of songs to write, you know. You know, like this classic. <laughs> and she's, or he's thinking, hmm, let's see. If I was to say something about somebody, one of our players, yes, he definitely has a big wang. So, um, yes, why don't we celebrate the fact that he has a big wet? And so this person is sitting there in darkness with just imagine a candlelight around him and a big, massive quill, you know, like, you know, like Shakespeare. <laughs> You've got a big dongin. Yes, that works. Dongin, the tongue. I mean, how do they come up with this? Yes, I mean, my because favorite... his name scans. Yeah. Tongue and, and he hit his old lady over the head with his wang, and that's what happened. She's <laughs> passed out and died. Yes, there's too much uh, analyzing uh, going on, Zaz. Uh, I think, how, how does that happen? There you go. I, I think that, that it's on that on the basis of that song, it's, it's Yan the Tongue and Super Yan, Super Yan and this massive cock. Um, so Carol awesome. Hayward, she can sleep at night now knowing that. Or not, as the case may be. Or not, maybe not, no. Um, Kent Goodrich asks, the guy who discovered milk, what the, <laughs> hell, what the hell was he doing with that cow? That's a good question. What was the question, sorry? The guy who discovered milk, what yes. the hell was he doing with that cow? <laughs> how, did he, how did he come about to discover that... that, that, that uh, cows have milk and, and you... Um, yeah. I think this was only after he had uh, done what he did with the sheep and the goat and the um, and the other farmyard animals. He thought, well, yeah, let's give this what, a shot. What pleasuring them to get to ensure a Spurs win? Um, maybe right. He, yeah. <laughs> he he um, watched what a calf does. Oh, in your face, Ken. <laughs> Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I think that's a good answer. Um, the, the questions get a bit w- weirder. Uh, you can't argue with female logic. Um, Paul Simon asks: I have a chicken, a fox, and the guy who discovered milk. Um, uh, uh, and they lead across the river. They don't have a bo- boat. What the fuck is going on? <laughs> I think I think he's got some. I think Paul Simon, you've got some fucked up dreams, and you should stay off the cheese before you go to bed. <laughs> that's what I think. I'm inclined to agree with you, yeah. Yeah, anyone got anything to add to that? No. 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 Right. Do that alone. It's more from Kent Goodrich. If I ate, Kent Goodrich asks, if I ate myself, would I be twice the size as I am now or would I disappear completely? That's an excellent question. I don't actually think that's possible. However, let's suspend reality, as is often the case with these questions. And um, I'll go that he'll just disappear forever. Well, yeah, you would poop yourself out eventually, wouldn't you, really? Yes. 
So he says Devon with so much um, furious logic, understanding. Yes, that's exactly what would happen. <laughs> <laughs> See, about you, know, uh, you know, I wish we had a camera on this because right now I'm, um, I've got my palms pressed together and my, um, and my index finger is up against my lip and I'm looking into space actually seriously thinking about this. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Let me think about this. <laughs> What else do you have for us, Javad? I think it'd be a crying shame if he did disappear, because then we wouldn't have his 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 wonderful questions each week on the podcast. So yeah. uh, uh, he's got another question, a serious question about leaving the new stadium, but we'll, we'll have to address that on another pod. Um, final couple of questions. Um, so Zach, they're both from Zach. Um, uh, Zach, there's um, Nola asks if you were on death row. Um, what three courses would you have as your last meal? So one of our listeners, Bill Madrid, who's been mentioned a few times on, on the pod, um, he would go for an all eat all you can buffet with no time limit. I would go for a cake with a file and some other paraphernalia that would help me get out of death row. Pizza. I think you're frauds for suggesting that because you ain't going to get out. No. What sort of pizza? And that's only what for all three courses. Ham, mushroom, pineapple. Uh, those three go well together. Ham, mushroom. I, I, I just love ham, mushroom, pineapple every single time. It's it's a um it's a go to every single time. Uh, well, there is this thing in Quebec they call it all dressed. Uh, but that's what that means is basically everything that you just you know you just empty the empty the kitchen onto a pizza, but that's too much. But the ham, mushroom, pineapple. When I was at Loughborough, Loughborough University Students Union, um, there was this fella who just made. I mean, oh, that ha- that's how I got converted onto ham, mushroom, pineapple. I, I I've I've never looked back since. Actually, I'm going to get up and see if we have any. Yeah. <laughs> but surely you wouldn't be able to enjoy that meal given that you know that you're going to be executed so it would just taste it wouldn't taste the same Hang on. I don't think we have any I better pick some misses is that grocery shopping I'll tell her to come back with some mushroom pineapple pizza What would you have, Jav? Um, as I said, I'd, I'd have a cake with a with a file in it, just so I could escape. I, d- I don't think I, <laughs> I don't I don't think there'd be anything. So even if there was a particular meal that I'd particularly liked, it just wouldn't go down very well. It wouldn't. If I know that I'm I'm about to to die, the last thing that would be on my mind is is my last meal. I just I'd, I'd either want to know that there might be some hope, even if it's a glimmer of hope that I can get out or the decision can be overturned, or if it's inevitable, then I just want them to get on with it and do it. Fuck well, how meal. would you want them to do it? Electric chair or um, a lethal injection? Um, God, no, I've seen Green Mile. Ugh. Mm. Lethal injection? But haven't they stopped doing that? Well, the thing is, they've not stopped doing it. They've actually uh, modified it, and the modification isn't working. So uh, it's actually like having these uh, guys in the chair actually suffering for like three hours, two hours. Uh, uh. They're supposed to. So uh, 
um, it's causing a lot of controversy over in the States at the moment. Yeah. Dev, what about you? Uh, probably uh, Paneer, Sizzler, Tika, something like that, with Peshwari mm. naan, uh, lots of like <laughs> chips. Mm, that's nice. And uh, yeah, because that's that's my favourite. You know, go to an Indian restaurant, <laughs> and people think, why would why would you go to an Indian restaurant? Because there's a lot of stuff at Indian restaurants that you'd never get at your mum's house. Uh, yeah. I mean, you know, I never knew what uh, like anything like. Jalfrezi was. I didn't know what that meant because you know you go to my grandmother and say, "Can I have Jalfrezi?" She'll be like, "What? What are you on about, you weirdo?" So um, you know you go there and you get all these like wonderful like meals and stuff. But uh, yeah, definitely some something like a paneer sizzler, Peshawari naan, which I'm the only person who seems to like, and uh, I don't know for dessert, anything, cheesecake, anything without egg in it. Can I Quite come really. and visit you on death row? And if there, can, can you share something yeah. with me? Yes, yes, absolutely. Yeah, there'll be plenty. There'll, there'll be plenty with these portions. So yeah, go for it. Thanks. <laughs> um, Gravidlax to start because I really like that. So that's kind of half your way, Jav. Obviously not in a bagel. Um, and then I don't know, ice cream for pudding because you can't go wrong with ice cream. Yep. There is never anything wrong with ice cream. Whatever flavour. Unless it's coconut, I lied, in which case coconut ice cream is wrong. But apart from that, um but yeah, as to a main course, I don't know. Burger? Burger and chips. Hmm. Okay. I'm starving now. Everyone <laughs> <laughs> um, onto the M three. <laughs> <laughs> Avoid Fashion Park though. Um Yeah, definitely. Final question, um, also from Zach. He's had three questions on the podcast, and he's got the cheek and the temerity. Just he just to... sent one now. He's well, just sent he? one now. Yeah. Well, that's for next week. Um, <laughs> what's the strangest place or activity um, you do while listening to a podcast? We know what Zayden's is. He pisses in the sink. <laughs> <laughs> Classic radio moment. That was that was good radio. Yeah. That's good radio. <laughs> I usually listen when I'm walking to work, so that's bus, ferry, walk, um, or if I'm out walking the dog, sometimes if I'm ironing, but I try not to do any of that. So, um, yeah, just very sensible. What's the question again? What's the strangest place or activity you do while listening to a podcast? I think mine's the same as Beck's. I listen to... I listen back to this podcast, that's a bit sad, and I listen to other Tottenham podcasts um, such as uh, Rule, the, Rule the Roost and Echoes of Glory and The Fighting Cock on my w- way to work and way mm. back from work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, same. Um, driving into work in the morning and then driving back. Uh, that's that's all podcast time. So, uh, But yeah, it's either uh, ours or Wheeler Dealer, which is really good. I like Wheeler Dealer because it's... Uh, it's got a, it's got a bit more pizzazz to it, uh, being from the other side of the pond. But uh, yeah, fighting cock as well. That's a really good one. I haven't listened Definitely. to the Spurs show in quite a long time, which I I think it's because I've kind of drawn my my line in the sand and said no, no more, which is a shame. Mister Z, Mister um, Z, please. Um, <laughs> this is America. You're in America now. I uh, you posted something on my Facebook page about welcome to civilization. Um, yeah. I don't think so. Thank you very much. Well, you are a minion. <laughs> it's cold. 
but still. Until, um, until, yeah, when until uh, Americans start drinking tea with milk, then I'll start to consider them as being civilised. I'm sorry, Dawn, and I'm sorry to all the other Americans in the group, but... Um, yeah. <laughs> can, I, can, I just, um, can I just make a quick mention? Uh, since we're yeah. talking about uh, the US, uh, I don't know who else is following the NFL at the moment on, um, on the page, uh, but me and... My man Kane Shaka, he's my um, my American football buddy, and uh, last weekend was the equivalent of the semi-finals, and uh, I was so excited watching the first one between uh, Seattle and Green Bay that I had no one else that I could just talk to about it, and good old Kane was there to say yes, yes, I'm watching it as well. So uh, I, I presume, and uh, Zaz at the moment, it's uh, pretty crazy in the week running up to the NFL, but this is the Super Bowl at the moment. Well, I tell you what is crazy. What is going on right now is something called Deflate Gate. Um, yes, the Deflate yeah. Gate. That's crazy. That. You know what I what I find crazy is that apparently teams play with their own ball. They they yes, show that's up. right. How does that happen? So they all show up with their number with with a set number of balls. I think it's fifteen or something like that. I'm not sure what the number is, but but it's more than a dozen. And they give them over to the referees. And they only play with their balls on their possession. They don't play with the other team's balls. And they give the balls back to the ball boy or the ball or like the kit man. And uh, they discovered it, apparently, when there was an interception. Yes. And they fell around all the way back into the end zone, scored the touchdown. It was his first interception. It's a pick six, they call it. He ran all the way back. And uh, he gave the ball to his ball boy because he wanted it as a memento. He says, hang on a second. Oh. This ball's a little soft. Just, just to give you a background ball. on this, it's, it's what just the, weird. It was absolutely <laughs> chucking it down with rain, uh, which obviously makes the ball slippery. And apparently, the what happened was that the, 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 the Patriots, who were at home, were using obviously their own uh, balls. They uh, There was this uh, kind of news story that had come out saying that uh, basically they deflated the ball slightly so that the quarterback could grip the ball better, which had made it easier for them. <laughs> And um, hence why this whole thing kicked off. And um, they've actually got previous for being fined for uh, off-field activities and on-the-field activities and that kind of stuff. And so is the coach. So it's all happening. It's all the, the drama and the hype and the run-up to the Super Bowl. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. So that's what's going on right now. I mean, uh, it's not taken away from the Super Bowl. But um, because it's the New England Patriots, they're like the... Um, the I think they're only loved, up, you know, up in Boston, but everywhere else, people don't seem to like them because of Tom Brady and Bill Belichick. No, um, but I, no disrespect, Devin, Zayden, and to any of our American brethren, but Bex, I, I, I was lost at NFL. Completely lost. Um, I, I, woke <laughs> up, I woke up. When, Wrong shape ball. I woke up when Zayden mentioned something about playing with balls, but. Um, <laughs> <that's it. laughs> <laughs> and you thought of Jan Vertonghen. Yeah, it all comes back full circle back to Spurs at the end of the day. Um, but, 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 but one thing that, that, that did strike me about what you just said there, Dev, though, was um, you mentioned Kane. Um, and yes. That, that, and one of the ni nice things about the Tottenham Hotspur family and, and the Facebook page that we've got is we've obviously got people from um, all over the world, different cities, different countries, with obviously this common interest, which is Tottenham Hotspur. That's the obvious thing. But it's quite nice that um, through the group you can end up 
um, meeting, even if it's virtually meeting um, other yep. people that have other interests or similar interests other than Tottenham, and 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 and, and getting to know them, um, which I think is quite nice. Um, uh, hence, the fact that it is really, it really is a family. Um, no, it is, and there's a big, um, there's well, certainly I know Lynette and I, and um, there's a couple of other people going to the Fiorentina game. Mm-hmm. So it's obviously not going to be a huge meetup, but you know, if anybody is going, then be good to um, to see if we can get in touch with other people. I shall be there, and I believe Nick Seal might be there. Yeah. <laughs> Who, by the way, I should have said at the beginning, um, big thank you to Zayden for stepping in. And I do mean literally at the last minute, about a minute before we were about to hit record, um, because Nick couldn't um, make his debut, unfortunately. Um, he, uh, he, um, he wasn't able to do so, and Zayden um, stepped in at the last minute. So thank you for doing so. My pleasure. My absolute pleasure. Um, just talking about the family, actually, um, I was going to mention something. It's funny, Javad, because when you said that you were coming to America, just the outpouring of safe travels, have a good one, this, that, and the other, and even from this side of the pond as well, people were like, well, if you need us for anything, we're here for you. That, that I mean, that really is a beautiful thing. Yeah. We really have a, a, a nice, a nice, tightly fitted type of community, I would say. And I do actually yeah. do talk to some of the fellas um, on the side, I mean, I've chatted even to uh, actually to Greg Taylor and um, all the way out in Brazil. I've, uh, I had a chat with him a couple of weeks ago, um, and I talked to some of the fellas here as well in the US that belong to this group. I I like this group. One question: What happened to Wolfo McFadden? What's the story there? Um, well, there was a there was a, um, a group of um, uh, rednecks that were. Hunting and um, they <laughs> shot, shot the well. You laugh, but but they shot the bear and the bear and Wufu's no longer with us. So rest in peace, Wufu. Um, this podcast is, ded- is dedicated to his memory. Mm. I reckon he's he's him and Joel Masters are planning their own now mm. with his beautiful hair. Not 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 Wufu's hair. I mean. Well, mate, well, he's got lots of hair. Well, he's it's quite a bear, ironic. so he doesn't have beautiful. It's just that. He, just he has lots of hair, and Joel has beautiful hair, so there's a hair-related group theme going on there. Maybe. I think that... That's, so I imagine the next person will leave is Carol, because she has wonderful hair, too. So uh, everyone put uh, an APB on Carol just to make sure she doesn't leave. <laughs> I think that uh, I think you find Wufu is back and in the new guys in the group. Mm-hmm. I suspected as much. Um, any last thoughts before we call this a day? No, but thank you very much. I've had a lovely time chatting to you all. Thank you, um, Bex, for um, appearing on the podcast. That's cool. Dev, Faden, any last thoughts? Um, Requests? Um, um, I would just say that um, everything's everything's still okay. It's uh, It was a crazy cup day, so you know we're not on our own, but... Uh, we're going well in the league, and we're going well in the League Cup, and uh, there's uh, there's lots to cheer and um, to look forward to. Yeah, I agree. I agree. You didn't. Um, I'll give you my prediction for next week. Um, every time I make a, I feel like I'm the poor mercy in the group. Every time I make a prediction <laughs> that, that that we will lose, we end up winning. So um, in the same vein, um, it's going to be a, a tough away game. But the plus is that we are playing away, and we do well away. Um, Which game? Again, uh, West Brom. Okay. 
um, were playing a buoyant West Brom. Did they win today, by the way? Did they beat They Birmingham? were winning away to Birmingham uh, City, yeah. yeah. I think they were 2 1 up, so. Uh, it, it would be a tough, it's going to be a tough one. They beat us at home, um, they want to stay up. Um, I could see us narrowly losing 2 1. And saying that, of course, you all know what I really want, but. Uh, <laughs> it's a narrow loss. Two one to us. Reverse psychology. Okay, and on that note, we're all off to find the lyrics of the Yamatongan cock song. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I think you're the rhythm of the song. You just we made that up. Well. There is, and we're, I'm off to find y- we're off to find Yan Vatongan, aren't we? <laughs> and a tape measure. Yep. And a tape yeah. measure. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the future's bright. The future's lily white. Good night. He has a massive cock, he does the yan, the yan. He tucks it in his football sock, the yan, the yan. He shagged his bird and now she's dead. He waves his cock around his head, yan, the tongan, Tottenham Superman. And that song was dedicated to Carol Hayes. Well done. <laughs> <laughs>